0: Hey, everybody. This is the Crime and Stuff Sisters. Hi. We have a special addendum to this week's episode that actually is going before the episode, even though we're recording it well after the episode. Yes. Becky? Well, so I've
1: noticed something. Uh, <laughs> something occurred to me. Me too. Th- this week. I was telling some young people I work with, because I work at a big box store, so I work with them lots of the young, young type people that listen to podcasts, and I was telling them about our podcast. A store
0: that won't be named, but we'll just say... When we go high, they go to Mm, your store. Mm. But anyway, I told them about the podcast that's about crime and stuff.
1: And I said, the newest one that we're coming out with is about JonBenet Ramsey. And they said... Who? "Who?" They said, girl said, (laughs) who is that? One of them kind of knew who she was, but there were three girls, all early 20s. One did actually, I think, know who she was. And that was the girl that knew what a podcast was and was interested in subscribing. The other two were clueless. We We realized... We realized we did not do, like, a synopsis. We just
0: assumed... we. I think we intended to do a synopsis, but then we got so excited in our discussion that we never really went through it. And I guess we just assumed that that everybody knows about it, but not everyone's as old as us. We should never assume uh, that everybody's as old as us. But the story is that on December 26, 1996, Patsy Ramsey, JonBenet Ramsey's mother, in Boulder, Colorado... Called 911, frantic because her daughter had been abducted, and there was a three page ransom note. Yes. The police came, including some friends who the Ramses immediately called after that calling 911. Very strange. There was supposed to be a ransom call between 8 and 10 o'clock and never sh- that never, never came. came. Later in the day, her father, John Ramsey, found Jean Benet's body. Jean Benet was six, I don't know if we said that. Yes. In a room in their cavern like, maze like, <laughs> cellar, dirty cellar. Wrapped in a blanket and dead. At first, they thought she had been strangled to death. Mm-hmm. The autopsy later revealed she had a closed head injury yes. that had actually killed her. Although some people still keep saying she's strangled to death. I've noticed Because that. the initial report said yes. that Patsy died of ovarian cancer in, I think, 2006. The family maintains to this day abductors came in, left the ransom note, yes. killed her, sexually assaulted her, left her in the cellar.
1: Oh, Investigators
0: generally maintain the family had something to do yes. with it, although what they had to do with it isn't totally clear. I think if you are
1: not familiar with it and you like crime, which actually, if you do like crime and are listening to this, you're probably familiar with it, but for all the people that oh. I've forced to subscribe
0: and listen <laughs> to this that don't, it's a fascinating case because there's so many weird aspects. And one thing we should probably mention too is one of the reasons it got so much media attention at the time is Bonnet, as young as she was, was in many, many, many beauty pageants. Yes. And so there was a lot of video of her dancing, dancing, around. made and it, up it, it, like a made up her. like a middle-aged tart, cooker, dancing around in her little outfits, and she was constantly referred to as a beauty queen, which. I felt from the beginning was was unfair for a six year old kid. But on that note, we'll get to our episode. Yes. So I hope you enjoy it and thanks for listening.
1: i'm rebecca Milliken, and this is crime and stuff
0: and tonight we have a very special 20th anniversary of the death of joan benet ramsey episode yes but before we get into that and tell you what it's all about we have a couple updates from previous episodes and isn't it great that we have enough episodes that we can i know we had update yeah
1: so i'll I'll go first i've got one from my sarah chiker episode
0: that was the old lady that was (laughs) Abducted by those grifters in L.A. Well,
1: officially not abducted. She went with them on their cross country jaunt I'll let to you Maine. Tell it. She. Uh, this is an editing error, not a reporting error. Right? Is that what you are saying in the we new gotta newspaper? get rid of this crappy editor. The, new, the editor, editor of our show, sucks. I yeah, say. and that and
0: that crappy editor. She doesn't
1: know what she's doing she doesn't <laughs> so sarah was awarded in january oh and this is a spoiler alert by the way so if you haven't listened to that episode which was number four i Put think
0: your fingers in your ears i had
1: said at the end of my report that she did win her civil case in january of 2016 she won a settlement of two million dollars against the davises which i'm sure she will never see because nobody knows where they are now They probably already changed their names, and they probably already befriended some other old women. Yep. That's it.
0: (laughs) My update is after our episode marking the fifth anniversary of the disappearance of Waterville toddler Ayla Reynolds, the morning Sentinel in Waterville reported that Ayla's mother, Trista Reynolds, is going to have her legally declared dead. In May, Trista Reynolds said they were planning on filing a lawsuit. But their lawyer told them that they didn't have enough evidence to file a suit. Child endangerment, wrongful death, whatever it may have been. There was no Ah. evidence. Trista is having her declared dead probably this month. Mm. So in the future, they can file such a suit if they find enough evidence to. And this isn't a big surprise. The police said in 2012 they didn't think she was still alive, and Trista has said that in the past. But this is a necessity to file that suit, and that was the most recent reporting on the Ayla Reynolds case, and it's been since our fifth anniversary episode. So I'm just bringing you folks. And maybe
1: we can ask Matt Nichols. Yes, Matt Nichols, our our ask a lawyer. When someone files a civil suit like this against somebody, and I think the reason for doing this is even if you know you're not going to get any money for it, is just to get evidence out and force somebody to testify.
0: Right, you can depose people
1: yes you can depose people as you saw
0: like with bill cosby yes his deposition against that one woman several years ago is now being used against him in another court and i think that's
1: that's the point of it i don't think she thinks she's ever going to get any money from him right i think it's more about getting and i don't know i mean i really can't speak for her i don't know her well but my my supposition is that she's trying to just get him to talk about it
0: well and not only get him to talk about it but i think also to have somewhere on the record that he's guilty of something. Mm -hmm. And in a criminal case, somebody has to be found guilty beyond a reasonable doubt, as Matt talked about before. But in a civil case, you don't need reasonable doubt. No. And that's what happened with O. J. Simpson and yep. the Goldman and um, not
1: that poor Brown, the Goldman's got much, but
0: No, and again it wasn't about the money it so was much just as vindication maybe. Here's another case where there hasn't been a resolution. Never. I don't and, think there will ever will be. And people haven't talked. There's so much to say that's happened in the past twenty years, so for the sake of this episode, we're going to talk mostly about these two documentaries and what they brought and what they had that was new and what they had that was convincing
1: that colored what we decided to do because there's so much information is the two documentaries of the cbs what was the, the?
0: cbs was called case closed the killing of Jean benet ramsey and the a
1: and e one was called the killing of john benet
0: truth. the truth uncovered it's hard to keep them straight with but those. then they
1: also had one the killing of john benet her father speaks which was basically The truth uncovered and then like the last two minutes was him complaining
0: and that tells you where they were coming from yes
1: and i I watched a couple other documentaries and and mo read a mo read a book (laughs) (laughs) no we've we've done other research but these two documentaries are good starting point maybe Um, we can do
0: another episode later where we talk about other this is the kind of thing that people talk
1: about all the time because there's so many things going on in it and it's never been solved so the cbs one was more
0: the cbs one looked at forensic evidence almost kind of what we're going to do only we're not investigating it but took but we will solve it yeah and it went because we're so smart (laughs) wicked spot it went clue by clue and examined some of the biggest issues in it and built a case using people that we all know from watching true crime shows. Henry Lee, who was in the O.J. Simpson yeah. trial. He's actually the only Dr. one I know. Well, I knew Spitz, that Spitz guy. That, that Spitz yeah. guy. And their their conclusion pointed to the brother Burke. Yes. And I'm not. We're not spoiling anything. No. About saying that. And then
1: the A and E one
0: was well. They, they didn't really conclude.
1: They, were, they say the truth uncovered, but it, it didn't. It was a really, kind of it didn't cover anything. It didn't really uncover. But they were in the school of thought that it was an intruder. And
0: before we get into the, the details, I, I want to talk about presentation just a little bit because okay. the CBS one which I thought was really good with its content. Mm-hmm. The presentation was off-putting enough that it made it difficult to watch. It was so reality shows, like especially the thing that I always hate on House Hunters and Property Brothers. I watch a lot of HD yes. or used to. And all reality shows where they're on oh, let's get them on the phone right now. And they're on the phone calling and looking at each other. Waiting for the person to answer, them. and it's also staged. It's staging and like
1: dramatizing, dramatizing things that have already been done. Right,
0: like what we'll talk about it's later, phony. like with the 911 yeah. call. Yeah, that's already been done by by sound experts, and so they're like they're discovering this stuff. When you read a lot about the case, you say what they're quote unquote discovering has already been discovered, and, and it doesn't really negate what they talk about but i don't think the dramatization it's kind of takes away from to me right i don't think it was necessary the, to present their documentary well
1: to me it it almost takes away from the credibility of it when right. you're, when you're like when you can tell they're acting badly right because badly,
0: if, you, if you watch enough reality tv shows i'll just use hgtv instead of true crime shows because that's what it reminded me so much of yeah When you watch enough where they're, oh, let's get somebody on, oh, I'm going to get the guy delivering the tiles on the phone. Well, Steve, oh, he can't come this Saturday. Oh, no, we're never going to get the house done in time. And you can tell it's all acting. And I hate to destroy those shows for anyone who thinks it's all real. Or like House Hunters, you know, remember on House Hunters back in the old days when they used to have the realtor calling, hey, uh, got I got and you know it was all fake. Or a
1: Property Brothers, they do that, Property too. Property
0: Brothers. Well, their beards are even... I, I
1: like I them, though. They, I don't like
0: those guys. They give me the creep. I can't I even like, watch Property Brothers. I like
1: Brothers. them. Anyways. Other
0: than that, I thought the CBS, they had a good premise, and they had good people on it, the FBI agent who was kind of the host and that Mm -hmm. Scottish woman who was kind of his sidekick, And and then Dr. Spitz and Dr. Lee... And, and, the the two, other and the two other guys. Two
1: other guys. Yeah. <laughs> and, <know> the <laughs> and the rest.
0: And the rest. It was so much that hokey reality show. I know.
1: Me. I think that a lot of television producers really underestimate viewers' intelligence and our attention spans. And maybe they don't. Maybe maybe they don't because recent events have made me think that maybe well, have I overestimated a whole no have a whole I know like that now. so so with but, fake phone calls yeah like, <laughs> know. I know saying well I don't think that
0: you <laughs> dropped that bomb right in the right
1: place but so. anyways but then the A&E one the presentation was the same as all the I other I thought
0: the A&E's presentation was almost a little weird but I felt it was aggressively Pro Ramsey yes, from it the was. start. The narration
1: I'm, was weird. They had that woman, that weird. In
0: fact, her voice I wanted to
1: weird. Right,
0: her voice. No, it made voice you feel so like related. she was somebody because she didn't have a typical narrator voice. It made you feel like she was somebody in authority or something it was patsy from the grave and the, and it weirdly showed even though it aired before the cbs one it yeah. weirdly showed john ramsey at least once it took a lot of digs CBS at that one too documentary without saying what he was it's watching. funny
1: how it took a lot of digs at that and, and it also had the narration
0: had some really serious editorializing yeah that i found irritating because if you're going I don't to present like your that. case present your case
1: It wasn't objective at all.
0: And the CBS one actually presented the information and built a case. Yes, they did. Although
1: uh, the criticism of the CBS one that I've heard, and I don't necessarily agree with it, but the criticism was that they had come to this premise that Burke did it, and they cherry-picked evidence to support it, and that they were guilty of groupthink, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really see that and I'll tell you the truth before that before I watched it because we didn't watch them till recently even though they came out in September so we had heard people talking about them I didn't really think that Burke had done it before I started watching it I was like because I didn't see all the evidence I just was thinking yeah right Burke did it How how's that happened because they keep saying oh she was strangled to death which she was not strangled to death
0: from the beginning i kind of felt burke had something to do with it because everybody's so weird about burke
1: well like you hadn't seen him in the public eye for all these years right
0: Right. but i remember when it first happened thinking the family and this is kind of the feeling too you get from watching the cbs one that the family wouldn't go through all these efforts to cover it up unless it was to protect burke (laughs) but the other thing about the cherry picking i just want to bring up is when I watched the A and E one, which was after the C B S one, I said, Okay, let's see what they say about this same evidence. And there were major things that we'll talk about later that they didn't even they talk didn't. about. They major did not. convincing things they did not that are hard to refute that are that are evidence that have been out there for years Huge. and that, that yes. there's no dispute about some of it, mm-hmm. that they didn't talk about. There are other things that have been debunked over the years that they treated as though it were Evidence when it's been debunked, yep. and there and they also didn't present anything that the CBS one didn't. So my feeling about the cherry picking argument is CBS had more than the A and E one, and they explained all the evidence. They didn't start out that first hour saying Burke did it. No, they didn't even. They barely talked about him until like the third hour. They chose so was, had video of the weird 1998 Burke interview. But oh, it's yes. funny how they chose different things yes. to show and then
1: i saw a different one on even another one did watch a couple other documentaries i watched american murder mystery on id which was kind of along the same lines as any. i didn't watch the whole thing they had like that stupid john michael carr guy i wasn't going to watch him yeah he was, um, he was a she's just a crazy man in fact he just one, wanted to get back in the country the basically. one
0: in in fact the one thing that makes him significant is the fact that he was given so much credence by the DA's office and stuff when he obviously wasn't a legitimate he suspect. He, he was in Thailand. He wanted to get... He, desperate for anything yeah. to show the Ramseys student to it.
1: The other one I watched was on Amazon. I don't know if it's only on Amazon. It was only about a half an hour long, and it was called Who Killed benet Ramsey? And it was mainly just their 2001 deposition, the, uh, Patsy and John, And I thought it was interesting because it was just showing their deposition they spent a lot of time showing their reactions to handwriting and i thought it was interesting how they had done this and i hadn't really seen it and they might have showed a little bit of this in the cbs one that chart with the handwriting i don't know if they did they
0: talked a little bit about the handwriting they showed it it a
1: lot in this one it was basically just a teach chart I can't say t chart what, like a tar- you know like two two columns. One column was you know they just singled letters out letters from, from the from the, from the ransom note, and the other was letters from known samples of Patsy's handwriting before she ever wrote the ransom note, like from photographs that she had written captions on and things like that. And so they had these compared, and they do look a lot like. I'm not a handwriting expert, and I know a lot of handwriting expert as evidence has kind of been debunked a little bit over the years. A lot of times people say it's not a true science. Right. It depends on how it's used. I mean, to the naked eye, they look... And How would some intruder know how to kind of copy her handwriting? I mean, they looked very right. similar. It didn't look like my handwriting. She,
0: there were some letters that were formed weirdly. So the thing that I found telling
1: was not as much that they look so much alike but that the reactions of John and Patsy to those samples and they didn't show them the chart at first they showed her samples of writing for instance they showed him the photograph and said, do you recognize the people in this photograph? And they would say yes. They said, don't name the people, but do you recognize them? Can there was I
0: ask you, were they, were they giving separate de- yes, depositions? Yes, separate, separate
1: depositions. Okay. I guess it was the DA that deposed them. I'm not sure. Well,
0: they were deposed a number of times over the years yeah. in a book I read by one of the investigators. And none of it was by the police department, put it that way. The DA did a couple times. They had given conditions for being deposed but it was not the police who and, chose
1: and it. maybe I would like to ask Matt, but from what I understand about a deposition is you have to answer everything they're asking you. You can't take the fifth, you can't not answer. I might be wrong, so and it might depend on the laws of the state. I'm not sure. Matt Matt will know. Anyway, I'm so so they both of them so they would show this photograph to say Patsy and it was a Polaroid with a bunch of kids, one of them John Bonet. So she'd look at the picture and they'd say, Do you recognize the people in this photograph? Don't name them, just tell us. She'd say, yes, that's John and, and some of her friends. And whose writing is this on the photograph? I guess it's mine because, you know, that's from my photo album. She wouldn't say, that's my writing. And then they would say, can you look at this sample? And do you think those two letters look alike? How do they look alike? Is this your writing? And she would just say, she'd either say she didn't know. It didn't really look like her writing, even though she knew it was hers. She'd say, it must be my writing, but I don't know. And then she would say that the two letters, even though to me they look pretty much alike, they would single out the letter and have them right next to each other, the B from the from the ransom note and the B from her caption, and she would say they didn't look alike. Then they showed them doing the same thing with John Ramsey. He'd say, "Is this, do you know who's writing this? And he would say no. They showed him the photograph. It had Patsy's writing. And
0: it says wife's handwriting on a photograph. It's not the ransom note. Yes,
1: and he would say, no, I don't know whose writing that is. This is your wife's writing. And he'd say, that's a lot sloppier than her writing. Her writing is much neater than that. That's not her writing. And they said, well, it is her writing. It was in your scrapbook. And then they do the same thing. And both he and Patsy were like, no, that writing does not look anything alike. They don't look It's like looking at... I don't know, if you're looking at the sky with somebody and saying, look how blue the sky is today, and they're like, it's not blue. The sky's not blue. And they're both serious about it. No, no. To me, that said a lot. And that ransom note, and they talked about it in CBS, the A&E did not. I only remember one statement about the ransom note in the A&E special, and it said no one could conclude that Patsy Ramsey wrote it. Or they said out of five handwriting experts, none could conclude well, since- Yes, they couldn't conclude she wrote it, but they couldn't right. rule now, her out. Right, since
0: now, you, since you brought that up, why don't we start with the ransom note? Yes.
1: Oh, well, we didn't talk about the 911, Right. we'll talk about because the ransom note first, because I think the ransom talking... note is the biggest, I think that's the so, biggest piece of evidence.
0: So just to bring people up to speed, if they're not familiar with the details of it, Patsy Ramsey says she came downstairs on this back spiral staircase, there was a three-page ransom note that, that started out... Dear Mr. Ramsey, we have your daughter. It was quite lengthy. All Three the experts, pages. All the investigators said, someone referred to it as the war and peace of ransomware, yes. that it was bizarre that it was that long. It was concluded pretty early in the case that it was written on Patsy Ramsey's pad of paper that she had in the kitchen her with her sharpie, sharpie, and they actually managed to narrow it down to this one sharpie. They found on the pad of paper that day that what looked like a practice...
1: A couple of false no. starts. Yeah. When
0: you say the handwriting experts couldn't discount that it was her, they had at least five different handwriting experts look at it. CBS went into this quite deeply. Yes, they did. And A&E barely mentioned it. They could conclude that it was not John Ramsey. Yes. It wasn't his older adult children from previous yes. marriage. John Andrew. Or Melinda, it wasn't Burke, the nine-year-old brother, but they couldn't discount Patsy. And a lot like DNA, where they never say that is this person's DNA, they say we can't discount that. That's it's the same thing with handwriting experts. They won't say yes, that is her handwriting. They'll say we can't say it's not. And
1: yes, and so Amy used that phrase to to just kind of discount that as evidence. And it doesn't matter
0: without pointing there. out that it's the a other piece people... of
1: evidence, right? Even if they couldn't conclude, it's still a piece of evidence that needs to be acknowledged, and they didn't.
0: I think the CBS documentary actually started with the ransom note, or or They talked about it quite a bit, yes, I believe they started with it. And they went into, first of all, the FBI guy who was kind of the host of the CBS one, who had a lot of experience with ransom notes, saying it just as we say in maine didn't pass the straight face test or the as we say in maine abductions the spit milk test the spit milk <laughs> test because it was so long and so involved and from the beginning i think most of us in this whole thing has said what kidnapper is going to sit down you come with your ransom and note, write I'll a set.
1: manifesto right
0: and he, the fbi guy said that it could have been four lines long we have your daughter we want the money we'll call you we'll call you it describe themselves as a small foreign faction which everybody kind of made fun of because who calls themselves and that's
1: kind of weird it doesn't even i don't even know what that means
0: right and the cbs documentary (coughs) also had a guy who who rather than being a handwriting expert looks at people's turns of phrase and how they express themselves and found little phrases in that letter that are ones Patsy used in her Christmas newsletter mm-hmm. and stuff, little weird turns of phrase. And it's
1: funny, because before we started recording, we were talking about this, and I said, oh, just like when that book Primary Colors came out, And that guy determined it was Joe Klein because he had gone through his articles. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, just Google primary colors because we can't get into it. Right. And you said that, but that's the same type of thing. Right. It's like a forensic linguist or something.
0: People have markers in their speech and how they express themselves, the words they use Mm -hmm. and the way they use words that are unique to that person, almost as unique as a fingerprint. Yes. And there were many examples in that letter of the way Patsy expressed herself.
1: And phrases from kind of from yeah. movies. And, yeah.
0: and she knew a lot about the letter. She had told investigators that she had only read a couple paragraphs before she ran upstairs and saw Jean Benet wasn't in her room and then screamed for John, the husband, who came downstairs. But she was able to tell the 911 operator who the letter was from, which was at the end of it and stuff. So the letter... Which is, as you said earlier, they both just denied that was her handwriting. Yeah. Like if you just keep denying it.
1: And it's not, it's not really distinctive handwriting, but it's not.
0: It's distinctive. It's en- distinctive
1: enough. enough. It's not like but it's it, block letters or. But you even know. aside
0: from the handwriting being similar, is the fact that is as you said they just denied her handwriting was her handwriting. i know it was just the, so just the fact strange. that they would not admit it and the, the letter isn't so much evidence oh they did something it's more like it's evidence that would tell you an intruder didn't do this yeah an intruder yes, didn't come yeah. in mean to kidnap her somehow kill her somehow sexually assault her and somehow sit down and write this letter and on the cbs show they all, just copying, wrote it, wrote the letter. It and took it took 20 like minutes. 21 yeah, minutes. Yeah, I forgot
1: about that. That's right.
0: And that was writing from copying, not writing from They already knew what
1: they were saying, yeah. And thinking about what you're going to say takes a while. It. Yeah.
0: And a lot has been made, and I agree that this is fairly relevant, the amount of money the so-called intruder or intruders asked for 118 thousand dollars which is is similar to the bonus john but it's weird and why but why do you think that anyone would put like the person faking it why would they here's what i think i think that when you're in that position and your kid has just been killed and you're let's say for the sake of argument the Ramseys were covering it up you know everybody can look back and say oh this was dumb why did somebody do this stupid thing why did somebody but you're in the state of shock You're desperately trying to do something. You don't necessarily think clearly on every single step. And that was a figure. And then John Ramsey on the A&E show... Pointed to an article that was in the Boulder Camera. Oh I yeah, yeah, it, yeah. That his company Access Graphics had had this big year, and he got this bonus. I don't think the amount of his bonus was in that article, but he said no. on the A and E show, and I thought hard about whether that article should be printed. And I'm always like, as a journalist, so he could have stopped that article from being. Printed, yeah, which no, is a little crap. weird. Yeah, no. But I wonder if they thought that would sell the fact that it was an intruder who knew he had gotten this money. Oh, how are they going to know we have all this money? Well, the article's in the paper, oh, I got the bonus. You know, you're not thinking... Well, As somebody else pointed
1: out, a um, guy that owns his own jet, which, you know, he's a pilot, wouldn't you ask for a million? Right. And it was 1996. It wasn't like 1940.
0: Right, and they pointed out his friends thought it was weird because the Ramses are worth millions. John Ramsey, if he had to, could have come up with a million dollars for his daughter why would you ask for that amount and that struck everybody not only his friends but the police as we were from the beginning and the CBS documentary talked about that whereas I don't think the A&E documentary talked about that at all and again that's not evidence that the Ramseys covered it up but there aren't a lot of people who would know about that amount and also the CBS documentary also offered a theory that that made it look like it was an insider somebody who knew what his bonus was so the fingers could be pointed but, at a disgruntled former
1: yeah, employee. He later gave police, yeah. like the names of
0: disgruntled <laughs> former employees, <laughs> and so the note isn't like, oh, this is evidence they did something, but it was clearly to most of the investigators a big sign that something was really weird it's about it. It's weird,
1: this. and there's, I mean, it is evidence. No matter who wrote it. So, I mean, A&E, that, it kind of annoys me that that's all they said about it, and they kind of just, yeah, blah. Right. And the only I mean, fingerprints on. on
0: it were Patsy's and John's. Mm-hmm. And, okay, you assume the intruders wore gloves.
1: But if you were uh, going to write something that long, you would. Like you said, you would write it. I would write it out beforehand. I'd probably type it, uh, or, or, you know, on a computer or something, like in the library or print it. I mean, I wouldn't, even if I were going to write it, I would write it at home before I got there and leave
0: and, it. And A&E, this would have been an opportunity for them if they wanted to debunk this major thing to talk about an early police theory or a DA's office theory or Lou Smits, who we'll talk about later, but he was in the A&E thing theory, that the abductor disgruntled employee did that on purpose to frame the Ramses But if he did, it was a real roundabout way, and he was giving... But A&E could have talked about that. Okay, I'm going to use the Ramsey's pad, I'm going to use Patsy's pen, but then he knew where the pad and pen were, and the pen was actually put back where it was always kept. Well, he was a neat abductor. A a neat abductor. But A&E could have talked about that if they had wanted to debunk the fact that the ransom note pointed to, you know, hurt the intruder theory. Instead, A&E just... They just didn't... Kind they, of ignored. Yes, they
1: ignored it. Okay. The
0: ransom note. So,
1: and I think the ransom note is a huge, uh, important piece of evidence.
0: And and, CBS, and
1: unfortunately,
0: and CBS pointed out with the ransom note, as it pointed out with what was done to Jamine's body and stuff, that it was basically overkill. They were trying to oversell yes. their, their point, story. Their yeah. story. And you know, they're two upper middle class entitled people who don't have a lot of familiarity with the criminal underbelly yeah. and crime investigations. So they wrote a ransom note. That would like in the movies. Like in, in fact, there were lines in there. There were lines from movies. From movies in there that they had from Dirty Harry and Dirty Harry and was it Ransom or one of those? Yeah. Movies that they had in their DVD yeah. library or, or video and by library. the way, I am not sure they ever you watched
1: those kind of movies. The I The one where Liam that. Neeson's trying to get it. I find pick. them
0: so uninteresting. Uh, but the Ramseys didn't, and they had them yeah, in their so video they, library. <laughs> it's so it's so so funny matter. that those lines, that the abductors would use lines from movies the Ramseys were familiar with. Yeah. So that's the ransom note. Okay, okay. Right. Do you want to talk about the 911 call? Yes
1: why don't you start uh uh, patsy called she was frantic saying my daughter has been abducted they found it telling on the cbs that she didn't mention her name but i don't know if she said i'm the mother i'm the mother (laughs) she was very upset and frantic I honestly don't think that was acting because her daughter was dead, and she was probably freaking upset. The thing that I thought was weird is that she hung up the phone, and usually you don't hang up the phone when you're on nine one one until people get there.
0: As the nine one one operator said, who CBS interviewed, who said it was the first time anybody had ever, including the police, interviewed her, which is very odd. And she was waiting for them to come talk to her, and they never did. Weird. Said she thought it was weird. Patsy hung up. Yes, And you can hear her on the phone saying, Patsy, 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 Patsy thought she hung up, but she had put the phone on, you know, the old hook phones we had back in the olden days, and it didn't fully hang up, and the 911 operator thought it was odd that she could hear Patsy talking in the background, and her tone changed immediately from what she had been like with her, and people were talking. People and were she talking. also
1: said that, and which they didn't talk much about. They just mentioned, but she said, "Patsy said, well, 'Well, we've called the police. Now what?'"
0: That's what she thought she heard in the background. That's what she
1: thought she heard.
0: And then this, and this is where the CBS documentary bugged me. In yes. Her and yes, um,
1: and and this was the criticisms I heard a about recreation, it. Recreation, the but they're like, re- the "Oh, re- the,
0: there's voices. Let's listen and see what they can make out." And then they're trying to make out the voices, and it turned out the things they heard are things that real investigators who, who do that for a living had already determined had been said. Yes. And what had been determined was that there were three voices, a man's saying, we're not talking to you, a woman's saying something like, oh, Jesus, help me, Jesus, or something. Which sounds like something. And a young male voice saying, what did you find? That was, in the CBS documentary, I think felt like wasted a lot of time as they tried I to know, determine was what was being they said. stupid. They could have just
1: discussed it.
0: Right, and this book I read by an investigator on the case said separate sound investigators, and I'm sorry, I don't know and what And your book,
1: the book you were reading was 2012.
0: Was, it came out in 2012. Okay. It's a self-published book by James Kohler. So four Kohler. years ago. James Kohler, who was an investigator, like the third investigator on the case in the DA's office, who determined months into his investigation that that the Ramses had something to do with it, though may not have killed Dominminee, and that the abduction theory was false. He was appeared on the CBS one in some yes, instances, yes but he said in his book that separate sound forensic sound people, and I'm sorry, I don't know the technical name listened to those recordings not having talked to each other mm-hmm. and all came up with those same things yes. separately and independently of each other
1: and see that would have been more useful for their purposes because one of the criticisms i read about the cbs documentary was people said that they were guilty of groupthink and they used that scene as one of the right and so they, they come on it's hokey... a reality show it's hokey come on don't do you think that's really how they came up with that right yeah so you're... it's dramatizing
0: so, stuff But that... it would have sold their story and so yeah. you wonder is the CBS, although it has good content, what's the real point of the documentary? Yeah, if you I would to call have rather that, seen a more... I would have rather have seen somebody talk about these experts who came yes. up with it saying Or the it, experts. Than see the FBI guy and the Scottish woman and the other people. On, oh, I think they're saying, yeah, are I you know. hearing what I'm hearing? And you're watching the whole thing. K-
1: and Rolling your eyes. Rolling
0: your eyes, and that takes you out of the story yes. they're trying to present. Be that so, as anyways. it may, the Ramseys had always said, that burke slept through the entire and thing he never came out of his room till john went and told him Jean benet was missing and then their friend fleet white that morning sometime between seven and eight took him over to his house mm-hmm. but that is a young male voice in the kitchen saying what did you find there's there was only three people in the house mm-hmm. and that's a voice that's not patsy's and not john's and then john is saying and this was telling to me john saying we're not talking to you. And to me, if John had just discovered the body of his daughter, he would not have said... Well, he didn't s-
1: discover her, supposedly, at that time.
0: Say the daughter had been abducted. Yes. And, they're made, and they've just found out, they found this ransom yes. note, they're making this hysterical, emotional phone, 911 call to the police, your little boy comes wandering downstairs in his pajamas, your other child, why would, in what world do you say, in that stern, father, yeah. pissy voice we're not talking to you, like you've done something wrong. So so then, let's say, they knew Jean Benet was dead. Mm -hmm. And this is total speculation on my part, that they would have known for some time, because you don't get to the, I'm pissed at the kid, we're not talking to you, kind of go back to your room, young man type thing, when you immediately have just found out your daughter's dead. probably don't even talk to the kid, or you say, oh my God, get back to your room, we'll talk to you later, or something. But you just don't say, we're not talking to you. And what little you can hear of that, he doesn't sound... It sounds like... It, well, I took you know, it to it mean we're not like, I'm know. not talking
1: to you. It's more like, we're trying to do something, we're not talking to you. That's how I took it. I took it, I didn't take it like, I'm, I'm not talking to you. See, I took I'm it giving as... You the silent w- treatment. I took it to mean, we don't have time for you. We're not talking to you. Oh, okay. We're talking see, to I, each other.
0: Oh, oh, I see. That's I, how I took see, it. See, I took it as were and right as you've done something bad and you're in trouble right now so you're not part of this it conversation could be, or could be but a of but in bit any case it just seemed a weird statement it is the whole given thing is weird. given if you take the reality of the situation on face value that what they said happened happened and there's no doubt that's what was said that the child was in the room and that he said what did you find yes so they found something maybe they found the ransom note who knows but it just seemed Odd, given if you take the situation they said happened. Yes. Happened. So the thing that bothered me about the A and E documentary is if they spent any time at all on that nine one one call, the, I not I couldn't even. Tell I it.
1: don't remember. I they played it. They made fun of the CBS version yes. of what... Well, they didn't say it was a CBS version. Right. They made kind of downplayed... They had someone saying how ridiculous it was that that's what they said they heard. But they, they made it sound like it was the CBS, but then you told me in this book that they had already come to that conclusion years right. ago. It wasn't years these ago, so. people
0: on CBS yeah. who... And it was years before. Yeah, it was... that's weird that So they, A&E, again, could have made its case better if it wants to make the pro Ramsey abduction, poor John and Patsy have been hounded their entire lives. They could have made a better case by presenting what the actual information on that was that independent forensic sound people had come up with years before that that's what was said not that these hokey people and why didn't they
1: get their own experts to listen to it and say uh, that no we, there's no right. way you can determine that that's what was said right and so instead say, of just saying ooh, they just said you know it, it didn't okay so you say that that's not what it's saying well do you have an expert that's saying there's no way to determine what's being said or right. that you know
0: that's what they needed to do and so they didn't it was just present n- is is somebody who's as a journalist. It bothered me that they didn't accurately present the information. No. They mocked other information without saying where it came from, without showing it fully, mm-hmm. and never said what the real story was. They don't make a good case for themselves no. by doing that. I but the A and E documentary bothered me so much in its lack of good reporting, it's rehashing of information that had been debunked years before, yes. that after it was over, I tried to look it up all over on the internet to find out uh, more about the producers and what their connection was to the Ramseys, because it just felt to me like this it big was too pro low job for the Ramseys, and, to know. the point where it was just presenting information that had already been discounted. Yes. And not discounted by like the guys on CBS, but discounted by investigators in the case years and years before. Maybe
1: the boogeyman story, someone coming in, is just more of a intriguing story for people. It's much more
0: comfortable for for America, middle America, to think that a boogeyman's coming in than the rich folks down the street who you envy because they have so many nice things. And we can talk about the
1: different like theories of what happened later. But but I do have a couple thoughts on the all the different
0: But if you want to talk about white privilege, the Ramsey's yes. are a perfect yes. example of it. And yes. we can maybe talk about that more later because now we're gonna talk about pineapple. And the pineapple. The pineapple, which I don't she believe She had in her little tummy. She had traces of pineapple in her stomach. She had no traces of the dinner she would have had before and they said it would have taken and this is nothing new, it would have taken about four or five hours. For her dinner to pass through. So uh, she obviously had the pineapple sometime after dinner. John said they came home from dinner at their friend's the White's house. JonBenet had fallen asleep in the car. He carried her to bed, although that's not initially what he told the police, but they don't say that on either documentary. Yeah. He initially told the police that she was awake and they went inside. Yeah, But he put her to bed and took her shoes off and was let Patsy deal with getting her in her pajamas. Investigators found the next day a bull on the it was right on the there counter in the pictures with milk and pineapple which i guess is a southern delicacy that the kids liked to eat in a glass that had a tea bag in it the glass had burke's fingerprints the pineapple the bowl of pineapple had patsy's and burke's prints although they didn't say this on the cbs documentary but patsy's prints could have been on that bowl because she's the one who took it out of the dishwasher oh and yeah put it the cover. yeah and burke fed himself the pineapple yeah. there was nothing showing Jean benet had been served pineapple, but yet she had some in her digestive tract, so she obviously ate some. No abductor planted the pineapple, force-fed her pineapple or something. And that's considered by investigators and by CBS a clue. Yes. And CBS, as we said, both documentaries chose to show different parts of the interviews with Berg that were taped over three days in 1998. The CBS one showed him being shown a picture of the bowl of pineapple The investigator asked him, do you like pineapple? Yes, I like pineapple. I love pineapple, blah, blah, blah. That
1: was a treat he had, a a nighttime snack. Nighttime snack.
0: Then they show him the photo of the pineapple, the bowl of pineapple, and it's pretty clear what it is. And ask him what it is. And he's like, on the edge, he's like, he, he was, was very totally bitchy. ignoring. And he's well, he's looking age, at, I yeah. don't know, I don't know what that is. And the guy said, do you think it's pineapple? And he's looking, I don't know. And obviously, there was something about the pineapple. Maybe he was told not to talk about the pineapple. Who knows? But he would not. It was kind of like them being shown the photos yes. of Patsy's it's handwriting. It's like
1: denial. Those interviews were interesting. The one that, when he was first... That was a few weeks after her death. And then the one that was a couple years later made me feel like he knew something. And I remember um, even at the time of the murder, before I knew I had ever, we hadn't seen any of these interviews, I said to somebody, well, when the brother gets older, he'll probably tell what happened right. because at the time at, when it first happened I thought the parents had done something yes I did too. I I believe that and part of it was colored by which we haven't talked about, about But the, the
0: reports of a sexual assault well the beauty
1: the beauty the pageants beauty which we'll talk about yes. a little bit later I was biased about it
0: I don't remember mm-hmm. the A&E documentary mentioning the they pineapple. did not pi-
1: mention it and that the pineapple I can, is
0: considered a major piece of I evidence I think it's a piece of evidence what's on someone's to, stomach is, it speaks to what time story? they were up Not being consistent, they said Jean Benet, as far as they knew, didn't get up. It speaks to the fact that she was active after dinner, and it shows that they weren't telling the truth. Yes. Again, if A&E felt that it wanted to support the Ramses and show there was an abductor, should have explained that pineapple.
1: Yes. And how
0: it got in her stomach, and because it becomes... And
1: there was... I mean, it's not like... They had no pineapple in the house, and, and they could have said, well, maybe a, a mistake was made at the lab or some whatever, BS. There's a bowl of pineapple right friggin' there on, on the, the table.
0: table. On their very messy table. I know. Their
1: house is, number messy. one, messy. But also, I know it was 20 years ago, but the decor. It, the decor was, it was very bland. It was like all white walls and just ugly.
0: More detailed accounts in either of these documentaries said that she kept the public rooms where people come visit oh, stuff. Oh, we're nice. Christine, yes. but the rooms the family lived in were Because the bedrooms just looked disgusting. messy, too. Yeah. And maybe, maybe she, she wanted like to pay basement. a cleaning lady. That I basement. know the basement was gross it looked in worse the pictures. Than, it looked worse than anything we ever did. I had. know. And I know we haven't talked about the window, but who breaks a window in June and in December still hasn't fixed it? I know. It? That was kind of weird. Back to the pineapple, mm-hmm. the reason it's important, the CBS show's theory, you know, is isn't just their theory, it's the theory of some investigators, is that... The whole thing started when Jean Benet, because she and Burke had...
1: She
0: sn- yeah, uh, she snitched some of his... She sn- She loved pineapples. She snitched them out of his dish, and he got mad and chased her around the house. He didn't deliberately kill her. Mm-hmm. Their little spat led to him accidentally killing her, mm-hmm. hitting her with the flashlight, which maybe we should talk about, too, yes. which couldn't be explained. There was a big magnet. We'll talk light. about
1: Burke. I wanted later to talk about the main suspects. So uh, maybe we can talk about all the stuff with Burke.
0: Right, but the flashlight itself, as far as the yeah. weapon that hit her in the yes. head, it, the Ramseys owned this big, mad yes. light flashlight. And, and, it just top. and it was sitting and there. And I have
1: one just like that, right, a blue I do one. Too. I do, too. And, and They're they, very heavy and, and it was a sitting there weapon. on the kitchen
0: counter. It turned out it was a gift from John's adult son john andrew
1: which is kind of a weird gift but, but you know they're nice to our, have they're nice to have you know we gave, give our they keep them under like, weird so we can grab them but on, when the ramsays
0: were first shown a picture the, the cluttered counter yeah. that they couldn't identify the flashlight and then john ramsey said later that it was because there was fingerprint dust on it and it, so it didn't look the same which is weird the edge of the flashlight, the part where the beam comes mm-hmm. out, matches the fracture in her head mm-hmm. that is what. I thought that evidence in the CBS documentary
1: was very convincing. I haven't heard anyone really refute that that's what could make that, except for to say, well, why wasn't there blood everywhere? And then the German so it was guy a closed head injury. said that. Yeah, he said it was a closed head injury. He said it can happen, okay. and then they tried it on that. And people made fun of them oh yeah his
0: wife and natasha richardson well, natasha richardson is a good example that ski accident she fell and hit her head felt nauseous and dizzy there was no blood pouring out of her head she went home to lie down in her hotel room and, and died from her head injury that was sad they said the injury would have rendered and they unconscious it, yeah. but it would have taken about an hour 90 minutes for enough blood to fill her oh. cranium to kill her
1: well, some of the criticisms of that documentary made fun of the experiment little boy little
0: boy but uh, you kind
1: of have to do it because people people had who said, had said yeah a nine-year-old couldn't do that well here's a nine-year-old and here he's doing it uh, a
0: nine-year-old wouldn't have the strength to swing that flashlight but it's it doesn't, heavy it, and it doesn't some, take a lot of pressure no, to fracture the skull no, of a
1: six-year-old no and also you know something heavy like that has its own momentum right i think and i'm no physics. physicist a scientist uh, who looks another. at shit and stuff like
0: that. <laughs> but something heavy like that, you start to swing it. And it hit her in the back of the head, like above her ear. Uh-huh. So, And the funny thing is, there are no fingerprints on it at all. Uh, and again, it, I it, know. it belonged that, to the Ramses. And Ramses. You know, that's
1: the thing you got to think about. So somebody no fingerprints down. is weirder, especially for right. something like that.
0: Because let's say you say the abductors were wearing... And why would wearing, you leave it right there, though? Right, The abductors were wearing gloves and that's why there weren't the abductor's fingerprints wherever, then why would the abductor wipe down the flashlight? Yet if this flashlight is just something the Ramses have in this kitchen drawer, which they said they did, their hand, fingerprints would be all over it. So you can't say the abductor's I were know, wearing it's, gloves. I know. They're not going to waste the time to wipe the flashlight down.
1: Wouldn't the abductor, like if you're going to co-abduct a kid, wouldn't you have a little abductor kit with I would. you? I mean, I would. I'm not saying that to be flip either, but wouldn't you have... The tools. If you're like, I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna grab that pretty little blonde girl because I've seen her. You would be all
0: set because it's part of your fantasy.
1: I've seen her on TV or I saw her. I like to stalk these little pageants because there's a lot of pretty little girls. I'm gonna. I know now where she lives because I saw whatever on TV and I'm gonna go over there and, or I, I toured their house because you know she did those house tours
0: two years before, by the yeah. way. Although a made it sound like it was that year. First of all, from <laughs> what Watching true crime shows, we know that if you're going to abduct somebody, you go to Home Depot or Lowe's and, and use you buy, your credit card too. Make sure and make sure you smile keep, for the camera and keep the receipt in your Yeah, purse, oh yeah, keep the receipt. And you walk right. in there in your shorts and T-shirt yeah. or whatever, <laughs> and you buy. A Rubbermaid container and some duct tape and a hammer and all the things you're going to use in your abduction because you're so excited because it's part of the whole thing that you're preparing. But as they pointed out in the CBS documentary, which, again, the A&E documentary didn't address, Mm. there's two different crimes going on here. There's the sexual predator Mm -hmm. who saw her in the beauty pageants and lusted after her and wanted to sexually assault her but we know that's an i know it so look so sad i'm sorry and then there's the abduction for money and the fbi guy said those two things don't mix no people either abduct and sexually assault the kid and kill and they're not going to bother
1: to write a note because they they're give not going to sit there
0: and write a. they're taking thing. the kid right. and
1: they're getting out of there
0: or they go to kidnap the kid for the money they're not going to take the time to sit there and sexually assault oh, her yeah. in the house even if they did write the note and everything oh. the two crimes i'm saying this because yes. this is what the fbi investigators, not only the ones on the CBS show, which mm-hmm. they pointed out, but other ones say, you have one or the other. You, you The two things just yeah, know. happen together. And I think, again, it shows people who watch all sorts of movies and have certain assumptions in their in their middle yeah. class life about what the crime and even like. probably
1: never read true crime books like us right you know and what it's I, mean? Like, let's I mean i mean i'm not throw everything yeah to the pile And well it worked didn't it no one's ever been
0: arrested but what really worked is that the ramsays just have not talked to the cops and in they're politics, also wealthy and they're wealthy and politics kept the da's office from ever bringing charges mm-hmm. against them which and the police well they screwed things up at the beginning the police investigation just continuously pointed to the fact that it wasn't an abduction and And the the DA's DA's office office, and DA's elected position refused and you know if if that were people in a lower class or minorities they would have been hauled down to that police station and spoken to right away instead of being able to go to months and months lawyer up go on CNN and give interviews but you're still not talking to the police. I
1: know it's crazy. So
0: how are the police supposed to investigate a case when the parents of the abducted then killed child won't talk to them and it that's one of the biggest indictments of the Ramses. If their daughter was abducted and killed by somebody else, Why are they acting like... I know. And I'm not just talking about the whole getting a lawyer to protect yourself. I'm talking about refusing to talk to the police.
1: I know. I agree. And
0: the police letting them kind of get away with it. Politics being
1: too... Well, the DA, I mean, the police have to do their job. The DA has a different job. I don't understand... the... The
0: police finally handed off, and this wasn't in either of the documentaries as far as I know. In 2002, the police handed off the case to the DA's office because... The police chief knew there was no where else they could go with it because their theory was that the Ramseys were covering up what really happened. The Ramseys didn't cooperate with police from day one and still weren't cooperating with them. The DA would never charge the Ramseys with anything, so the police chief said we've wasted they spent, I'm sure they spent a from, lot of from money. From 1996, December 26, 1996 to 2001, according to the book by the DA investigator James Kohler that I'm reading, They spent $1.7 million on this investigation. And I'm not saying you can put a price on a child's life, but a lot of that... If you're not going to have a resolution. A lot of that had to do with the Ramseys not cooperating. Do you know what the... So one of the issues with the A&E documentary, if we're talking about the DA and the police, is that they based, it seemed, most of the show on lou Smiths, who had been the first da investigator on the case and the da had actually taken him off the case because he got too close to the ramses including having prayer vigils with them outside the house what's
1: that all about well he was a good
0: christian and he decided early on that the ramses had nothing to do with it and there was an abduction and there was a lot made of him slipping through the window he and the police differed greatly on the window evidence the window was a window in the basement that John Ramsey had broken in June to get in, and you had to slide through. That There was a grate and then a window well, and you had to slide mm-hmm. in to get through the window. And Lou Smith wasn't a big guy. He was under six feet tall, oh, okay. and he he was thin. When he went through that window, his hips filled the width of the window. Mm-hmm. And yet police investigative photos from the day of the investigation show a big spider web, and it wasn't a new one. There was a little bit of debris there and stuff that... Anybody sliding through that window would have taken with them, and there was also some debris on the windowsill that, as the butt slid across the windowsill, which it would have had to do because of the size of the window, would have knocked off. And would it have? Was there debris
1: inside? They didn't mention that, but I would think there. there looks was like a like shard of glass. And stuff. Yeah, there was a sharp glass on in top of in a suitcase, footprint. a
0: Samsonite yes. hard shelf suitcase on its end, underneath the window. The window was about four feet from the floor. Which the theory was the abductors would get on to get out the window. Although if you're carrying, if they were going to carry her out, it would have been hard to do on a try standing on a suitcase that's upended. But but also there was a smudge on the wall, a scuff mark. And there's no way to tell how old that scuff mark is. Now A and E had said that this is oh, evidence yeah. somebody came in that window. The police believe that John Ramsey left the scuff mark. The Ramseys obviously didn't clean their cellar very often. I know. Left the scuff mark on the wall when he came in, when he and he told police that he had locked himself out of the house. He came in that he broke the window, which they had never fixed, came in that window, had taken his clothes off Stripped down to his underwear, you can't see the window from the back alley or the—it's mm-hmm. in a weird place—but had left his dress shoes on. Okay. I once, no, I, won't, I was gonna say once dated somebody like that, but um, <laughs> but that that scuff mark, there's no way to tell how old it is, and yet the A and E documentary is showing this was left by the abductor. Well, how do you know? I was thinking, you know, even Burke and his friends could have tried climbing up the wall. Well, the other kind of thing is,
1: hurts. the thing that bugs me about that, when I saw that Lou Smith's guy, that theory about the, that he was going to climb up with the suitcase. Well, okay, you went into the house, up to her bedroom, took the kid, brought her down to this room, sexually assaulted her, and killed her. And then you're going to take her, or, okay, first you, you're going to abduct her so you're going to take her back down in that room why don't you just go out the friggin front door I know you've already gone because all the way he'd up be the stairs heard
0: in the house the bad yeah, but her he bedroom could've... was in the back of the house and you know how they recreated yes, the house? But John and Ramsey said they had,
1: five, they had five doors into the house. John Ramsey said that in yeah. one of the things I saw. So that's, why go through a window? Why would you go through that window? Well, you could go when through any leaving. window. You're when you're leaving. In, right, when you're leaving. When you're coming in, it's right. one thing. But when you're leaving, you're going to...
0: Lou Smits and the police, I guess, went back and forth. Lou Smits just insisted they could have come through the window, and the police said, well... The window evidence shows there was debris, yeah. it was dirty, the windowsill was dirty. They have plenty disturbed. of pictures of it. Here's another place where the A&E documentary just presented something that had been debunked. They showed the grate outside. It was a grate mm-hmm. to keep debris from getting in the window Yeah, well, into the window leaves well, yeah. and stuff. It wasn't a security grate. You could easily lift it off. It had foliage kind of growing up in between it and the cement of the patio and Lou Smith said that obviously meant somebody had just recently done that and crushed the foliage, but the police saw that there was a space there and the foliage was just naturally growing through the space. And yet on A&E, they showed that photo. They didn't show the one of the spider web. Yeah. They showed Lou Smith's going through the window, showing how you could get through. Well, duh, we know you can get through the window because John Ramsey did. Yeah, I know. That's what I house. thought was weird,
1: too. John Ramsey had already gone
0: in through that So, photo. So the only evidence is, yeah, somebody can go through the window, but the foliage quote-unquote evidence, had been discounted years and years ago, and here A&E presents it as though, again, it's, oh, this new evidence that's showing something. All it showed was, yeah, foliage is going through the grate, how can they show that and not talk about the spider web and the dirty I know, on I know,
1: I know. Talk about cherry picking. Yes. Well, the okay, that room she was found in.
0: Why would. So it was a room with no windows. Yes. There was one of those toggle pieces of wood up at the top that kept it closed so you couldn't, from the inside, open it. Probably to keep the kids from going in there because it was the wine cellar.
1: Even though it was just like a gross room with it a bunch a of crap in it. It was a gross room with a
0: bunch of crap in it. And it was dark, there were no windows. And. When the first police officer came and looked through the house, and they talk about this possibly in both documentaries, but I know on the CBS one, he didn't go in there. He saw that it was closed. Yeah. And and at the time, they were talking about an abducted child. And he just felt, I guess, the room had nothing to offer. You know, the Ramseys, as soon as they called the cops, also called some family friends, including the whites, the people they had dinner with the night before to come over. And so the whites came over, and Fleet White, John Ramsey's friend, former friend now, Mm -hmm went down and looked around the basement. He opened that door, and the room was so dark, he couldn't see anything in there. The light switch, I guess, was in a weird place. He Mm -hmm. couldn't find a light switch, and he closed the door. Mm -hmm. Later, John Ramsey, when the cops, basically to keep him busy, according to the CBS documentary, asked him to search the house. And I actually
1: heard that from another source, too.
0: But the the cop, Linda Arndt, was supposed to accompany him, and the FBI agent had suggested that, basically so because he wanted her to keep an eye on john ramsey who was flitting around the house patsy was sobbing in the parlor john immediately went to the cellar fleet white followed him i guess the cop was somewhere far behind she
1: didn't get what the i don't think she She, i don't think she understood her
0: instruction but he went, they looked in the room, the train room, it's called, because <laughs> Burke's toy train was in there. A, a
1: Along with a bunch of debris. Pop, a debris <laughs> and that's the room with the window. Sorry to be so judgmental. It's not I like I'm a neat like, freak. but
0: I, I I'm I mean, Obviously not, but I always feel like after watching a true crime show, I should be sure to keep my house clean because if something happened and I were on a true crime show, people like, would see like your are Wow, party. I'm
1: not as bad as I thought I was. Yeah,
0: I know. In any case, after they went in the train room and John talked to Fleet White about the window was broken, yeah, because I did. He went to the wine cellar room. Fleet was right behind him. John Ramsey apparently opened the door and started yelling, oh, it's JonBenet, it's JonBenet, then turned on the light. Yeah. And he told police later he saw the white blanket. There's no way John Ramsey could have seen her. He told the police later he saw the white blanket and knew she was under it. And the police recreated several times the same time of day, the yeah. same light conditions. What can you see in this room? And it was just a dark, dark windowless room, you know, uh, on a December morning in the back of the house where no sun was really coming in the cellar anyway, you could not see what was on the floor. And even if you could see like something there, you're not going to know it's a child's body under a blanket. Mm -hmm. And he turned on the light after he called her name. The other thing about that room is they found part of a footprint from a high-tech brand boot, Mm -hmm. which was theorized by Lou Smits, among others, that it belonged to one of the abductors, it turned out the FBI agent who was there that morning, who went into that room, wore that brand of boots, and also Burke, according to some friends, and according to somebody who saw them after Patsy Ramsey bought them months before, Burke had that brand of boot When those boots of Burke's were never found and never, although the family resisted, the police tried for months and months and months and months to get clothes, the clothes the family was wearing that day from them and was not completely okay. successful in ever getting all the clothes. I can understand, say, if the families oh' are we want you to find the abductors, leave us alone. On the other hand, the police are saying to the family, and this is a recurring theme, we have to do this you were in the house we need to eliminate yeah. you and the family was just not cooperating yeah. with him and who else gets to do that
1: i know i who don't i don't do get that th- i don't even i wouldn't even occur to me
0: yeah you know we talked about ayla reynolds a couple weeks ago that the yeah. Petro family didn't get to do that they were kicked out of their yeah, house yeah they were It's a, it's a little scary you know i know on one hand if the police want to talk to you and you haven't been charged, you don't have to talk to them. Yes. you don't have to go to the police station. You don't have to answer any of their questions. You can. But get if you're actually walk...
1: trying to find an answer, and there's no reason for the police to want to frame these
0: rich white people. Why would they want to? I don't want to get into a whole other story, but you know the staircase, which was Michael Peterson mm-hmm. in North Carolina. He had written newspaper columns critical of the police, yes. and he was kind of snarky about them and stuff. So, yeah, there's maybe a case where, for the sake of argument, police would want to frame somebody. This, there was never any reason brought up why. And John Ramsey and his lawyer and everybody's theory was that they're just too stupid to be able to And it was the, a rush
1: to judgment. Right.
0: They're going with the easiest thing instead of trying to find out who did it. We should probably talk about the beauty queen Yeah. I think that the
1: beauty queen aspect definitely colored what people thought. It created a bias against them. It it opened up the uh, speculation for sexual abuse. And I'm guilty of that myself. Right. I mean, thinking that about the the father. I will
0: say it bothered me from the beginning. And it still happens that she was constantly called a beauty queen. And I kept saying she's a six-year-old child. She's a little girl. She's not a beauty queen. And she was sexualized by her pageant stuff because that's what pageants do. They They make women, they objectify women and make them sexual objects. And it doesn't matter if that woman is two, or five you know, six years
1: old. playing dress up to the little girl, is playing dress up. She I, doesn't, I mean, I don't think that the, a lot of those little girls. And it's
0: also a pleasing mom. But their mom, and, I mean, it's a very it. weird. It's a weird thing, but I. And one good thing about the CBS documentary, I think it was maybe the third hour when they finally even mentioned the beauty pageants.
1: Yeah, it's a splashy thing. There's tons of footage of her and pictures. They make it makes great magazine covers and clips. Yes, and it it uh, helps sell the
0: sexual assault aspect. Oh, a pedophile will get all. And they probably did. On the other hand, that's the
1: other reason I think they're gross that pageants. I don't
0: think that I mean,
1: Patsy. She was, she was from, from the Georgia. South, yeah, she was Miss West Virginia, though. So, so she.
0: Well, what she's... little I know about pageants is we a lot you went of... a lot of them. Yeah, you and are. she went to the University of West Virginia. Yeah. So and she
1: in that part of the country, they're more. It's a more of a maybe she was from practice. West Virginia and
0: then moved to Georgia. Yeah,
1: probably they're from the Atlanta area. I'm not saying I accept it, but it's not something that people where she came from. It's not something that people think is deviant or something whatever so, people
0: think about it i don't think it had anything to do with the crime no, except no. for the fact and i'm not saying the, the Ramses did this on purpose after the fact it made it easy to buy the Pedophile angle, yes. not only was JonBenet sexualized by wearing makeup and sexy clothes as a 6th her hair but she was in a Christmas parade a couple weeks yeah. before with her name on the float, she had sung in a mall mm-hmm. a few days yes. before, people had an opportunity... To see her when they may not see your little girl walking to and from school or whatever she does. You don't have to keep making the I'm a mom frowny face. I'm not. It just makes me sad. I know. It makes you sad. It doesn't make me sad because I'm not a mom. No. No, it's hard. It's... I, mean, I understand, but in any case, I give the CBS documentary credit for not playing up the whole beauty no, queen and not calling her a beauty queen. Yes. The A&E thing had a little more of you know that video we've all seen of her twirling around oh, with her hair yeah. But the whole sexual assault thing, the A&E documentary, and this is when I first, aside from it opening with John Ramsey, making excuses for himself, and I thought, okay, maybe it's going to turn the corner a little after doing that but it said she was sexually yes. assaulted and it was never proven no she was no sexu- proof that she was there were some minor injuries that could have been caused by a lot of different guys. yes and she had been to the doctor? She many had,
1: she did have bladder issues, bed wetting, issues. Letting, which which can cause irritation in that area. I used to wet the bed um, when I was her age until I was probably about seven. And I also had a very weak bladder and I had lots of irritation. Right. I can understand where, but there was she no proof the, that she was. Right. Yeah. She
0: went to the pediatrician 33 times in three years, which is a lot.
1: If the fact that her mother thought there was something wrong with her because right. she was wedding the bed then she would keep bringing it right. like and if there's a bladder infection i had right. a bladder infection
0: but yeah. what i'm saying is that doctor never saw signs of sexual abuse mm-hmm. and if the mom was bringing her there in at least in part because she was having bed issues he would have seen they do it
1: and and he and the one the one i saw interviewed and i believe this was on the a and e one it was on another. It wasn't on the CBS one. He said that he would be looking for those kind of things, and boys and girls, because that's probably a symptom of sexual abuse.
0: Right. And one of the issues of the A and E documentary is that it made it sound like any issues vaginitis and stuff she had had before this were one thing oh and, and what they found that night was a different thing and that it's was, not has true not been established because they true. talked
1: about that on the right CBS they didn't find anything there different. was nothing out of the ordinary right and
0: the dna there was a tiny bit of trace dna on her underpants that mm-hmm. couldn't be attributed to anyone Back in 1996, they didn't have the forensics to fully examine that so it was such a tiny, tiny, tiny amount. The A&E documentary made it sound like this DNA was evident somebody had abducted and sexually assaulted her And on this CBS documentary, they proved that it could have even come from whoever packaged the underwear at the factory. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't mean she was assaulted regardless of where it came from. It could be from anywhere. It could be from anyone. It could be from somebody picking her up. But all it was was DNA that can't be accounted for, and it was such a small amount. When they examined it back in the 90s and later... They couldn't even tell if it came from blood oh, yeah. or semen. They can't still can't tell where it came from. They can just tell it's male DNA, so that's how small it is. But it's not evidence in the A and E documentary kept calling it evidence of sexual assault and that's a huge leap to say that this little tiny bit of un identified. DNA is evidence league. of sexual assault. And the,
1: was it the DA or the mayor? The one that exonerated them? That was the
0: DA, and she didn't have the power to exonerate no, them? No, and,
1: and she just, it was a. It was weird. And it's That's an ongoing, bizarre.
0: So she came out when the, when they were able to yes. examine it later in later years, and it showed it didn't come from anybody was like in the 2008 Ramsey. 2008 or something? Right. Anybody in the Ramsey family, she said, she apologized yeah. to the thing and exonerated them, and the police were really upset, because this is still an open case. Yeah. And you don't exonerate people.
1: It's, I, it's just weird. That was it, it, a weird thing is, to do. So do you want to talk about the different theories of, and of what right, think so the of them? Right. So
0: the CBS documentary came up with the theory that Birkin and Jean Benet had kind of, you could call it sibling rivalry on steroids maybe. Yeah. He, the summer he before, issues. he had hit her in the face with a golf club, mm-hmm. which seemed almost kind of brushed off by the family. She had a little scar on her face from it. And their theory is that she came downstairs she kind of skipped into the kitchen he was there eating his pineapple and the bowl was still almost full so you got to feel like something happened with the pineapple yeah. you don't get up and go to bed and leave maybe a nine-year-old boy does but you know mom's going to come down and dump that pineapple. you're yeah. not going to leave that on the i know as dirty as their house with was. milk in. but so she reached in and took some of the pineapple because there's just a little bit and ate it and it pissed him off and he went chasing her through the house and at some point hit her with the flashlight. Mm-hmm. The abrasions, we haven't really talked about the taser, but there were two spots on her oh, yeah, we didn't one talk on her about neck. That. And we'll just say that Lou Smith's always said it was from a taser. That was discounted by the police years before. It was shown that they didn't really match up to a taser. No taser fit those dots that his evidence, he had done some on anesthetized pig, anesthesi- Piggy. Piggy but, the, but the dots weren't the same distance apart or anything and they else.
1: actually said that on the cbs one that they, they did
0: a and e made it again sound like it was yes. definite she even though it had been totally discounted yes. by investigators yes. that she had been that a stun gun had been used and on the her the thing that no one explained
1: well enough and i heard two totally different things the cbs documentary and the a and e documentary about the stun gun cbs had that s- silly experiment with that poor cop where they kept where st- they kept telling <laughs> him
0: yeah, I know.
1: and he kept jumping up and that but then E said that that was a stupid experiment because on a six-year-old it would be totally different fine but what does i wanted Stuns. one of them to say yeah but does it stun or it stops you that guy jumped up in the air when he got and stunned. he said he was
0: full of adrenaline he
1: didn't get stunned he it would stop, it would you, stop from you from whatever you're from doing because it's like ah right
0: and the theory with the stun gun had been that her abductors had had when they first came to her in her bed stunned her so that she wouldn't. Why wouldn't you okay? But why
1: wouldn't you just put um,
0: chloroform? chloroform? because they chose to use a stun gun instead?
1: Or why didn't you inject her? But I in mean, any you know case, what I'm saying.
0: In any case, the A and E presented that as though it were true evidence. Yes. And they based a lot again on Lou Smith's on the piggies. Investigators on every side, the DA's office, and the police didn't feel that a stun gun was used. The little dots on Jean Binet were at a different distance, didn't match up with the stun gun that Lou Smith said it matched up with. And the DA the book I'm reading by the DA investigator who was two guys after him said there was actually no scale photographs that showed the stun gun. There were yeah, no on way to because even though they have photographs of her injuries, they didn't do the and and it thing. was telling that they didn't have one because the evidence didn't fit. Yes. You know, and the even if don't fit.
1: Even if you, even if you didn't have a scale and you were just estimating by, even if it's off an eighth of an inch, that means it's not the thing. Right. It's, and he they're was precise. It's a machine. It's a stun Lou gun. And Lou
0: Smith decided it was a stun gun. That that meant the parents couldn't have done it because they wouldn't have had to use a stun gun on Chambonny. And A&E, again, went along with something that was has been discounted yes. years ago by multiple investigators as evidence that it was an abductor. So that's just total garbage evidence that was yes, discounted years ago by everyone.
1: And also, didn't you say that one of the, I don't think they brought this up on um, CBS so much, but somebody said there was no way to know whether those were burns or what what type of injury they were
0: they were abrasions they were
1: abrasions yeah and then that german guy cbs (laughs)
0: documentary was as you can see when you look at the train room which is outside of the wine cellar in the basement there at burke has his train track and there's pieces of train track track all over the house and it did match perfectly and anyone who's had one of those sets knows they're very they're pointy little ends on each piece of track and and they matched them up they matched up with the abrasions on Jean Benet's back and the theory of the CBS documentary is that Burke you know they had this altercation he hit her with the flashlight you know being a kid and not saying oh I'm going to kill her but just because he's pissed off and she's pissed him off one too many times and he hit her with the flashlight and then he poked her with the train track to see because she wasn't moving because she was unconscious and they don't say what happens after my theory is that he he's nine doesn't know she's dead but no oh i just ran up to bed yeah
1: ran up to bed and pretended he wasn't around and
0: somebody so that's cbs and
1: i can tell you something about kids poking (laughs) when i was when i was a kid i have a it's still like a tattoo type blue dot on one of my butt cheeks from our brother Jimmy stabbing me with a pencil when I was That's about right. I was little. He was he's three years older. He was probably seven or eight, and I was yeah. four or five. I was he was chasing me. He was mad about something, and he did. And he wasn't trying to kill
0: you. Kill you.
1: well, maybe he was, but you know when you're that age, you don't think that way. So
0: Annie's theory is based on the evidence mostly loose that, a lot that of it most not. have been discounted. The DA's Talk office about, like, took him off the case and replaced him because he got too close to the Ramses he wasn't being objective, and a lot of his evidence didn't hold up. And the guy died a few years ago, yes. and a and used a lot of video of him talking and stuff and based their, pretty much their entire documentary yes, on this guy's theories. a documentary confused me because I knew a lot of this stuff. It was old news. It was yes. old news, nothing in it was new. The one thing new. they claimed was new, they were the first ones to show parts of the Burke-Ramsey yes. interviews, but they didn't really show ones that told you they much didn't of show anything. Much, no. And so it seemed to me just a big apology or support oh, for the Ramseys no. to the point where I said, somehow John Ramsey and or his friends must have, (laughs) I'm serious, must have payrolled, it must have produced this documentary. I really thought that and I went online and I didn't have a lot of time to do it but tried to find out the producers, the mills, and I couldn't really find out that much and I didn't really totally expect to be able to find out. I I was hoping somebody would have reported it after watching it. I know, it wasn't very enlightening at all. No, in fact Rolling Stone magazine did stories about both documentaries and crapped all over the CBS one and like the A&E one and I thought once again Rolling Stone Magazine shows that it is no longer a valid journalism. I
1: saw several criticisms of both and I thought some of the criticisms were just easy. You know what's interesting to me is they both took a, a stand but what would be really interesting is an in-depth documentary about it that wasn't trying to solve the case but just told you everything that would had gone on. It's an interesting right. and
0: And the problem is the CBS one had to do the, the hokey reality show, people being on the phone. And the, oh, and, and 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 the dumb experiment. Right, and they gathered all these experts, but it made it look like they're all gathering for the first time. Yeah, you know? I
1: know. It's like so they do on reality shows
0: instead of doing it legitimately. Yeah. And I wish they had just taken those same experts who are all good and shown them and done a legitimate yes. thing and instead of having the pretend let's decipher what's on this 911 oh, I'm going to call
1: Alex Hunter right now. Hi, Alex. Yeah.
0: <laughs> what's <laughs> up? They should have presented it as what it really was and that would have sold their theory much better and Made a more
1: PBS ish instead. And
0: anyway, I just don't understand what they did there.
1: It was it was just trying to make money because it the 20th anniversary because right. they did not it was was, shed any light. It and was, I have to say I I have a lot of sympathy for John ramsey mm-hmm. The man lost two of his daughters. Right. His, one had died in a car, one died accident. in a and then and then his wife died of ovarian cancer. She was sick for a while before that and then she got sick again. I mean, I feel bad for the man. He has been through a lot. I don't doubt
0: for a minute their their grief and their loss. My frustration with them is, if they really are innocent of any cover up or anything, why were they they were. It wasn't even they were uncooperative. I know they played games they with the did. media. They did. They They tried to make deals with the police. Yes. They discredited the police. They threw a lot of friends under the bus. Yes, it was the all CBS, for their son? Well, for their son and for their self-image. Yes, the CBS theory, which I think is the most valid yes, theory I've I think heard it is of too. any, including abduction or the yes. the one that we won't even talk about about Patsy doing it. It doesn't make sense. Yes. is that the only way that John and Patsy would have colluded on this kind of cover up? was if Burke had done it yes I don't think
1: their love for each other I mean I'm not saying they didn't love each other but if one of your if your spouse had done that to your child you would you you, would not yeah
0: and they're protecting the one child they have left together and also protecting, obviously, image was important image. To, to them. Let me tell, I just want to say about
1: Burke, from seeing the interviews with him, and I, I couldn't watch the Dr. Phil interview when it was first on, and I cannot find it now to watch it, the, the full interview. I just could watch a bunch of clips, which was really difficult. But despite his weird demeanor, I thought both the interviews with him when he was a child, the second one where he's older, he acts a little, he's, he's acting kind of not cocky. I hate to say cocky, but. He, he doesn't he's acting like a kid
0: who's being coy and playing yeah, games he's
1: being coy but he also when they first interview him i honestly think that if he did i think that their fairy is the most plausible one that he had he had something to do he hit her in the head i don't think he knew what had happened to her and he wasn't i don't think he realized if he, she was dead and maybe part of this cover-up is to protect him so he's off the hook in his mind. I know this sounds weird, but, like, if we pretend that somebody else did this, he won't know that he did it and he won't have to live with it the rest of his life. Like, there are people that cause the death of their siblings when they're kids and the rest of their life. I've never
0: thought about that, but... I don't, and I understand what you're saying, I don't feel it. I feel that they said they had this knee-jerk reaction. Oh, my God. Let's
1: protect our son, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Let's protect our son and, and our, our reputation. Yes, our reputation. We don't want to have to deal with what's going to come down yeah. if our boy killed our daughter. I don't think they were necessarily thinking right. No, I don't think so, too. I don't think it's just saying, okay, let's sit down and No, 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 up, no, no. And that's why it was so fucked That was
1: up. So, so weird. Yeah, no, I agree with that. But, but I it also think that came
0: he, from a place of white privilege yes, we can get away with this yeah. and for we 20 can years it they have yes because they've gotten away with something and we may never know exactly and I what. think
1: that he's I think that he at first did not know and maybe now he has come to the realization I didn't see enough of the Dr. Phil interview to to say and I know people had problems with the way he acted like his weird smile and stuff but he
0: was a kid he was on oh, dr phil
1: yeah. dr phil and he's like 29 but he looks young. well he actually, you figure he's nervous past,
0: he's, his life has pretty much ended at nine years yeah. old and whatever he knew he did or didn't know he did or whatever he did or may have done and even if he didn't do anything He's been in this really weird place I for know. 20 years, and who's going to grow him. up to be a normal person?
1: A lot of what I'm saying is based on what that photographer lady said in the in both documentaries. <laughs> in the, she was interviewed, and she, the, she... And this
0: was a woman who who was friends with the Ramses Until she... Took those photos that a lot of people seem to kind of soft focus ones yeah, of Patsy for, and Jomene yeah, cuddling up to each other. And
1: Burke and, and Jomene. And she was
0: pretty much cut off from the family the day after this talked,
1: happened. she Well, no, it wasn't the day after, but she it was, talked she to the talked police. police. Well, she's the one that said that he had some anger issues, and I'm not saying it was out of the ordinary, but he probably could have used a lot of counseling at that age when he's constantly going after his sister, hitting her with a golf club, which a lot of kids do stuff like that. I'm not saying that it's like he was out to kill her, but maybe they could have had some kind of help for him, or maybe Patsy could have realized, hey, I lavish attention on our daughter. Maybe he needs some attention. And
0: there's no doubt that Jean Benet got... Putting poop on her... Christmas candy. Christmas candy. And which is beyond the norm of what siblings who are... And there was that other. poop
1: found in her bed, and you said the investigator book you read said that she assumed the Jean Benet did it. The
0: assumed Jean Benet did it, but they found poop. Smeared on Japanese Christmas candy. And
1: that's and the type of thing somebody that's doing. That's and they what talked people about do. that again. It's this, something that people do a lot when they're, when they're doing hostile things. Hostile. They poop on and they things. They talked
0: about that on the CBS. Even cats do it. Yeah. They, they <laughs> talked about that on the CBS documentary and didn't mention it at all Mm-mm. on the A&E one. I mean, there's no doubt with JonBenet's pageant stuff and everything, that she was getting a lot of Patsy's attention. She and Patsy, Patsy loved And you know how boys and them. their mommies
1: are, especially old, he was the first baby. And, and sure it got he got a lot of
0: attention the first three years of his life, and John Ramsey wasn't around that much. He was a no. businessman, and the kind of guy who let his wife to yeah. run the kids and run the house. You know, I think we know a lot of kind of old-fashioned people like yeah. that. The kids are the wife's thing and the house is the well, wife's thing.
1: Well, especially if you're wealthy. There's a lot of people that would stay home with their kids.
0: So, anyway, the, that's we're not doing reviews and recommendations this week because our entire show was...
1: Yes. One thing I'll say about this theory about Burke is, I, with a lot of these crimes, you always think about Occam's razor. And what is the most plausible, simple explanation for what happened to her? If you strip away all the evidence just look at what could possibly happen there were three people in the house there isn't really any evidence that somebody else there's was there's
0: no evidence of an, an abduction and some of the abductions theories have up to like four people being in there and there's just there's no it's just impossible point. that that happened.
1: Something happened to her. She was hit on the head, and think and actually, you know what? I'm sad that she died and everything. But every time I heard that Lou Smith, his theory creeped me out so bad. I'm glad that's not how she died. That she was tortured and strangled sexually to assault. death and sexually assaulted. And he did
0: seem to tell it with a lot of relish. He it bothered and, me. And one thing, and this is something that always bothers me is there's a big tendency among people, particularly people who come from quote-unquote good backgrounds and have have had lives without a lot of discrimination or hardship to think in this us-and-them mentality. Yeah. And so it's easier for everybody to say, well, obviously some really bad, monster, horrible person did this to Jean Bonet because people like the Ramses, who we don't know, what do we know about them? They're They're very wealthy or were, well thought of, we assume they're white, yes. Church going, church going people, and so obviously they couldn't do something that would bring harm to their child, if they were a minority, if they were poor, if they were Justin DePietro, if Ayla they Reynolds lived in from, a trailer, then it's so easy for someone to believe. And you think about the Ayla Reynolds disappearance and the jean Benet Ramsey case. And the only real difference is that Jean Benet was found dead in the basement. Mm-hmm. If you take away all this stuff, the ransom note and all this other crazy stuff, most of which has been discounted, there's actually more evidence in the Jean Bonnet Ramsey case that the parents were somehow involved yes. in what happened than there is in the mm-hmm. Ayla Reynolds case. And yet everybody quote unquote knows that somebody in that house did something to Ayla Reynolds. Yes. And there are people who believe that the Ramseys couldn't possibly have had anything to do with what JonBenet and the whole differences, in status, and your yeah. place in society. Yes. That's the only reason. What do we know about the Ramseys? Nothing except for they had a big house that was disturbingly dirty <laughs> in, in some places and a lot and of poorly money. poorly designed. And a lot of money. Otherwise, why do we believe? Because it's us and them. We don't want to believe that people we think are good or pillars of society. And I really get tired of, on all these true crime shows, hearing people who have committed awful crimes described as churchgoers. I know. Because all that means to me is they go to church. I know. It doesn't, it doesn't make mean them anything. better than anyone yes, else. I know. As it, we know from watching true crime yes, shows. If you
1: want, Yes. Where a lot yes. of
0: churchgoers do bad things. Yeah, When you think about it, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors and mm-hmm. things that don't matter. And when yes. it comes down to it, most of the stuff that's evidence of an intruder not only doesn't pass the straight face test, but has been discounted by yeah, all investigators. Not, there's
1: nothing there. And I'm
0: really disturbed as a journalist and I know A and E documentaries aren't journalism, but you throw something on TV that's just a bunch of bullshit. I know, and sell it, and people believe it. It's it's bothersome to me. But
1: I'd say there's a couple things that, that I've been thinking about. First of all, if they had just been forthright with the police and said a tragic accident happened, number one, even if he had been old enough to charge, he may not have been charged. But he was too young to to even be charged with anything. So it wouldn't have been news. If they had said, our son has done something, he accidentally hit her and she died, that wouldn't have been news. If they had lied and said she fell down these spiral staircase because she went to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and got confused,
0: that wouldn't have
1: been news either. I mean, they made it news. And I do believe that, like I said, the CBS theory has made the most sense to me. But I feel like if it is true, they didn't do it because they're evil or or because they're malicious. They did it because they were trying to protect their son. I don't think it was the right way to do it or the right thing to do, and I think it's totally messed him up because I'm sure a lot of things were kept from him all growing up, and I'm sure it was one of those things that we are not going to talk about this. Whatever happened, we're not discussing it. We
0: must never speak of this again. Yes,
1: that's right, and he may or may not know that whatever he did to her he may have blocked it out he may not know but it's been hanging over his head his whole
0: life right and his and life he's
1: 30 or almost 30 years old now they did
0: him no favors no by covering it up no i agree with everything you said but i'll go one step further and i know i said this earlier too but not just to protect him but to protect their reputation. Yeah. And it came from a place of entitlement. Yeah. Thinking that they could sell this cover up and you gotta give them credit, at least they confuse things enough so they've never been charged with yeah, anything. So that's what I and said. And never will be. But you know,
1: it's funny how the human mind works where people are so willing to believe the most outrageous things. If you talk to if you know anyone they certainly
0: are, aren't they?
1: If you know anyone who's a conspiracy theorist, which right, I was uh, more
0: thinking of current events. Well, that
1: too. I think all of the uh, tin hat people got out to the polls. But people <laughs> love fall. a
0: conspiracy.
1: But they love it, but it's so some of them are so convoluted and you think think of the most simple explanation. That's honestly right. That's. I mean sometimes weird things do happen and unbelievable things do happen, but most of the time they don't right most of the time it is what it is a plane crashed in the ocean and we just don't know what it is because it just was weird where it is the currents you know sooner or later pieces are going to come up it's not in the middle of siberia somewhere a nut job
0: with a gun shot president kennedy
1: a nut job with a gun shot 20 children right it's not faked Right Those poor parents lost their kids right the, oh, those people make me want to punch them in the face, but in any case, yeah I'm sorry that's the, all right. that's a tangent.
0: and that was a, since we had such a long episode today, and that we could say so much more but it's going on, we're gonna. Do you want to skip Ask a Lawyer? Please? Yeah. Sorry, we're gonna, Matt. Bye. Yeah. We've just pushed <laughs> the out the door. matt waiting, waiting around. He was looking at the window <laughs> the whole time, and now he's sadly going away. <laughs> so we're going to skip Ask a Lawyer this week, and also wouldn't have been relevant to this story. And yeah. I know it frequently isn't, but it's just that I feel like what we've been talking about is intense enough that, that we can skip. So we should probably just say... Good night. Good night, everybody. I hope you had a good Christmas. And remember that you can find us on crimeandstuffonline.com, Crime and Stuff CrimeAndStuffOnline.com. CrimeAndStuffOnline.com. Where you'll find com. ways to subscribe. You can through. listen to us on, our, on that website. And you or can,
1: iTunes.
0: You can find ways to subscribe through iTunes, Android, and other means. And memes. please subscribe and rate and review. Because if you review and rate us, the more people will get to listen to us. Well, maybe people don't want more people to listen to us. Mm -hmm. And just a reminder, because we haven't said it in a while, we're sisters, and Rebecca (laughs) is an artist, and I'm a mystery novelist. And and I'm a kitchen designer. Yeah, but you're really an artist. And I'm a mystery novelist. Yeah, yeah,
1: she's a a writer.
0: Former journalist, and you can find more information about that on MaureenMilliken.com And on Facebook, we're both on Facebook. We're both on Facebook.
1: I know I I have been getting some friend requests on Facebook on my friend, so I don't... I'm not we're both you know, a little I mean I like the spammy thing so so I, if I don't know somebody I usually but you right. can but you can please like our Facebook page and maybe someday we will have a uh, a group a Facebook group right now we're not
0: Right. we don't have the
1: time to put, keep up with that you
0: can find us on Facebook at Crime and Stuff Yeah.
1: people can reply to stuff that we put I think
0: you can yeah If you've liked our page, yeah.
1: If you've liked the page, you can. But we don't have like a Facebook group where there's discussion. In our
0: personal Facebook pages, we just keep out of it.
1: Yeah, but I I just wanted to say that because I have been getting, I've gotten a couple couple of friends requests, and I and I. It's
0: not that we don't want to be your friends.
1: So we've got our website. Momo's on Twitter. Well, we're both on Twitter, but
0: yeah, we have we have crime and stuff on twitter you can follow us and i think that's probably it for this week right yes because we're tired we had we're had a up way past our bedtime and i also had hanukkah too so so we're gonna sign off for tonight okay and next week i don't know what next we're next week we were gonna do the year in review oh, of crime. we yeah. were gonna pick out some crime stuff from 2016 okay. to talk about sounds like fun okay and happy 2017
1: Yay! everybody bye bye I gotta pee so bad. I know me too.